I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer, and myself, we delve into your fantasy football choices. Hopefully, we give you some pointers to help you win along the way. Find out more by going to our website, which is KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. Uh, recapping how we did last week, you loved Joe Burrow and his four touchdown passes against my Steelers. Said you were good to go. Daniel Jones continues to improve. You did not like Andy Dalton, and I did. Three touchdowns and 21 out of 25 for 260 yards gave me a boost. And Jimmy G had four touchdown passes Monday night on 20 for 29 passing. Big night for him. You liked him every week pretty much. And he, look at the talent he's got around him. The guy I was wanting to point out is this season's the Bears freak tight end, local boy, Cole Komet. I mean, he didn't have great numbers, but did you see the one-handed grab he had while getting yeah. collision? And uh, the, he just keeps getting better and better. And is eventually, I think, once this passing game truly does open up, uh, they've got a great one in him. When it comes to other positions, you know, you scored on the wide receivers. I scored on the running backs. We both love Tony Pollard. He led all running backs with 38 fantasy points. So on my fantasy team, by the way, I said to give Najee Harris another shot. He had another 30 fantasy points, along with Jamal Williams in Detroit, who for the first time in his life got us three touchdowns. Wideouts, you know, you love Justin Palmer, and all he did was catch eight for 106, two scores. You're also high on Amari Cooper, eight for 113, a pair of scores. T. Higgins, nine for 148. Chris Olave, Olave rather, with 102. Uh, we both whiffed on Christian Watson and his two scores. I like George Pickens, 18 fantasy points, did well. You like DeAndre Hopkins, you were high on, and he had nine catches. But so did teammate Greg Dortch, who no one even thought of. Oh, who is Greg right. Dortch? <laughs> Well, the main thing is that Colt McCoy knew who he was and went right yeah. to him. Uh, but you're right. I own up. Christian McCaffrey, no McCaffrey, Christian Watkins in Green Bay uh, did not go back to dropping passes. In fact, he caught two. One was incredible, that first one. Uh, but to be fair, he was, he did only catch four passes for 40-something yards, 48 yards, I think. But uh, I think the issue there in Green Bay is not him. It's the quarterback. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has basically slipped off the earth. Let's go to injuries. First of all, the Broncos, they have waived veteran running back Melvin Gordon after his fifth fumble. This one in right on the goal line. Don't expect him to be unemployed for long. He does fumble, but there are teams out there that need running backs, and I think he's still got some juice in the tank. Someone's going to pick him up. Uh, Chase is out with, uh, that's Chase Edmonds, out with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Kyle Pitts, MCL tear. Giants' Dale Robinson tore, tore an ACL. Kyler Murray still out. While the Bucks are bringing back Giovanni Bernard from reserve, I don't know what, what good that's going to do. And you keep an eye on Justin Fields, Joe Mixon, and Matt Stafford. They all had injuries this week. For Stafford, it was his second time in two weeks that he was in the concussion protocol. You know, I wonder, after now the Bears just played the Falcons, I wonder how the Falcons feel about their choice. Number four overall last year, taking Kyle Pitts instead of Justin Fields. And, uh, you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Pittsburgh really hasn't done anything. And here, Justin Fields is kind of the emerging NFL star. Uh, as you go back to Kyler Gordon, I wouldn't be so sure. I, I agree with you. He's probably got some gas left in the tank. However, it's not just all the fumbles. It's the drop passes. It's the missed blocks. It's the not being aware of what you're talking about after the game when you basically lose the game uh, with that last fumble. And uh, I think... You have to identify somewhere along the way 
you as a player have to know that ball security is paramount in this league, not just for the Broncos, all 31 other teams too. They've all got head coaches and that's, they're not going to take five fumbles either. Well, I know he's not going to end up in Pittsburgh. Is Tomlin, you know, you drop a fumble, that's one morning, you drop a fumble, you're cut. <laughs> so, I got it, but that's typically yeah. all head coaches are that way. <laughs> well, we've got no teams on by this week, which is kind of unusual, but it is is Thanksgiving week, so we have three games on Thursday. Uh, Bills and Lions, Josh Allen should be rebounding this week after a tough couple of games. I like any Bill this weekend. I love Jamal Williams in Detroit. Well, when you talk about Josh Allen rebounding, that is a long bridge to cross between should and then will. Uh, the Lions are white hot, at least these last three games they are, and they're doing whatever is necessary to win. So I'll add Amon Ross St. Brown, excuse me. Uh, That's to, St. Brown's brother. Correct. <laughs> so I'll add St. Brown, along with Williams, who's a touchdown machine in the red zone, and I picked the Lions in an upset here. Oh. Um, the Lions in the last three games have shown they've got that internal grit. And they'll dig down even in the middle of a – in during the season, free-fall collapse, they've turned it around and won three in a row. So they're as flying as high as anybody right now. Well, you, you can tell Jared Goff all that turkey leg taste, right? Giants and Cowboys look to rebound against the boys, but it always is a tough turkey day. So play the stars and don't worry about the rest. And that goes for both teams here. Well, you mentioned the joke teams on a bye this week, but we've been saying for weeks now, pick up Daniel Jones. He's been making good decisions for the most part. And because of his running ability, both on display in last week's loss to the Lions, where he put up 340 yards or 41 yards passing through the air, and another 50 on the ground with a touchdown. Uh, so despite the, the Cowboys coming off their most dominant regular season win, maybe ever, uh, I still think Barkley uh, rebounds after perform a poor performance against the Lions. I got the uh, Patriots and Vikings. I don't like any Patriots, except I do like Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, I love every Viking here. Well, I'm with you. As good as the Patriots are at times defensively, like they were last week against the Jets. I believe the Vikings are something altogether different offensively than the Jets. Um, the Jets don't have Cousins, Jefferson, or Dalvin Cook, so I'd start all of them if I had them. We got the Sunday games, the Broncos and Panthers. Now, two teams which are really a mess here. Jerry Judy is out, so the only play here is Latavius Murray, who just should get lots of action. That's it. You know, uh, the only Bronco I'd even consider would be Cortland Sutton because he gives Wilson a big, rangy target in the red zone. Buccaneers and Browns, Mari Cooper for Cleveland, and a return of Nick Chubb with Fournette and Evans. A look-see for the Bucs coming off a bye. Fournette uh, fighting an injury, so keep an eye on him. Last week in the loss of Buffalo, Brissett was on fire. Uh, yes, Amari Cooper had a great, job, a great day. Chubb, on the other hand, fell off, but i like for him to come back because uh, he's been on a runaway train all, all season long. I've, he's going to get back on it. As for Tampa, Godwin could be good. I think it's hard to, it's hard to say because they've got some good weapons, but which one's going to, which one will it be? My guess is Godwin. You know, next week we start talking about Deshaun Watson because he's practicing now, and next week he's eligible to come off and play. The Browns have said they are going to insert him the week that he's ready what do you think? I mean, it's, he hasn't really played in two years. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you paid him. He, 
football-wise. He's one of the best quarterbacks out there two years ago. So here's Brissett just absolutely on fire. I know they lost, but how do you replace that guy? I know they will, but I I would think there's going to be some sort of lag time, I'm thinking, before Deshaun Watson gets up and becomes Deshaun Watson, the football player, because he has missed so much time. I don't know how you couldn't have some lag time in there. Yeah, I mean, the difference between running practices and uh, everything which you don't do with pads anymore and real-time action against an opponent who's trying to knock your block off, it's got to be – he's got to have some weeks. I would not expect him to be playing well for at least three weeks, but then the season's almost over. Well, I think their season's over for all intents and purposes anyway. But um, I would expect, that, like you said, I, I, I don't think he's going to jump in and have a great first half. I think it's going to take him, you know, a good solid week or two to come in and kind of feel his way around and start making plays to the point where, like you said, in practice, there's no collisions. There's no, most of the time, no padded practices and certainly no contact. So I don't, you, you can't replicate the speed of the game in practice that you're going to see in a game. That the Ravens and Jaguars on Sunday, Kenyon Drake and Demarcus Robinson here. Plus, for the Jags coming off a of bye, I be, I'm still sold on Travis Etienne and Christian Kirk. And for the Ravens, you we all, you, everybody knows you have to start Lamar Jackson, especially coming down the stretch, which they're in right now. And as well as his security blanket, Mark Andrews, who came back and had a nice game. Um, so after those two, for me, it's a toss-up. And yes, start Etienne and Christian Kirk, of course, for the Jaguars which is who have been their two most consistent performers all year. Texans and Dolphins. I'm still going on Damian Pierce, and I like Nico Collins this week, too, if you got a chance to pick him up. I think he's going to get some action. For Miami, coming off a bye, I like everyone here. Hill, Waddle, Tua, and Wilson. I, I, I think you just go for it if you got Miami players. I agree with you. Uh, however, the Texans are just straight-up bad, and the Dolphins are straight-up great right now, and not just offensively, but defensively, too. So not only are they coming off a bye, they're playing in Miami. And just like uh, Washington did last week, they'll shut down Pierce and the Texans running game so that they can make Davis Mills one-dimensional from the pocket and try to win the game, which he's just not capable of doing. Bears and Jets, you know, it all depends on if Justin Fields is ready to go. He's fighting a little bit of an injury. If so, he's on, as our commit, as you mentioned, and Mooney. And I'd consider Montgomery at least as a flex. Jets are in free fall, I feel. I, I don't like anyone here, especially if you look at their stats from last week. It was just, in that game, it was just awful. I mean, it was probably one of the worst games ever played, and it ends in a, in a fluke play. So uh, I, I, that's all I like in this game. I, I would stay away from any Jet at this point. I would agree with you on the Jets. As far as Justin Fields go, think about this, though. Even if he's out, it's really his running ability that has everybody gawking. And if Trevor Simeon has to go at quarterback, look for the passing game to improve. Because here's a guy who actually, that is his forte. He can read defenses. He can anticipate, be accurate with the ball. And does he have the ability to take off and run for a 65-yard touchdown on a, on you know, out of nowhere? No, he doesn't have that ability. But I think guys like Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, um, possibly Chase Claypool, I, th I believe their numbers could actually go up this week. Bengals and Titans. Depends on Mixon, Burroughs, and Higgins, and Boyd. If Mixon is out, I would jump on Sam uh, Samaji P. Ryan. Yeah, right. <laughs> then I'll take There's the two Titans. P. Ryan to the league. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. So I'll take the Titans to be captain obvious here. Now that he also throws touchdowns, start King Henry at running back. Uh, I'd also consider Austin Hooper because of the because of his red zone presence. It was Austin Hooper that Derrick Henry threw the touchdown pass to. And so I think, you know, he had two of them last week. They, they're not a great passing team by and large, but they got to stick with the game, passing game some way. And if you had started Ryan Tannehill last week, which I'm sure nobody did, right. you're going to come out of this game pretty well. Big time, big time. You know, and, and when you do the fantasy stats, it's like um, Derrick Henry sort of become Taysom Hill. You know, he, yeah. he, he does several. He, he, he's a quarterback at times, you know. I go, he's running up the middle and all of a sudden jumps up in the air and throws a touchdown pass. So, and he's done it for a couple of years now. I mean, it's not just a new thing. It, they, they like doing that play. And, it, and why not? I mean, you got a guy who's sitting back there. Everybody has to concentrate on. And if you yeah. stop short, you're dead in the water. And when you're down in the red zone, it's not eight guys. It's 11 guys. Yeah. That are all focused on him. Falcons and Commanders, I'm on Patterson and Algieri, and that's it. Well, the Commanders, take the defense if it's available. Get back on Gibson and McLaren. I'm with you as far as the kickoff return touchdown king and Patterson. Um, I still like Robinson over uh, and Gibson because inside the five, sorry, Robinson over Gibson because inside the five-yard line, he is a touchdown guy in Washington, um, and I was never off McLaurin. That guy's a start every week. Chargers and Cardinals, well, Eckler, Herbert, really jump on Joshua Palmer. I know you loved him this week. He's the real deal. Keenan Allen is performing as well, so I'd take him as well. Cardinals, I can only speak to two guys, and that's both Hopkins and Dorch. Well, the Cardinals, to me, showed that their biggest problem offensively is they can't run the ball. And so you get in first down and go nowhere, second down, you're third and 10 or plus every, every series. Against a good defensive front, which the Chargers also have, you're not going anywhere. And so I think it made it obviously tough on Colt McCoy and everybody else. Hopkins, like you said, had a good game. He's kind of, to me, the only guy that you – I don't care who they're playing. He's going to come out with his. And so from that standpoint, uh, for the Cardinals, to me, he's their only option. Now that the Chargers are finally getting some of the injured weapons back, like Keenan Allen last week, who had a very – had it not been for Joshua Palmer, he would have been the, the uh, team's leading receiver. And then you got Palmer, who's obviously consistently doing well. You got uh, Herbert, who now does no longer looks like he's got the effects of that rib injury. And you combine all those guys, and Mike Williams is going to be the next guy to come out. Uh, Eckler's still strong. I, I love the Chargers in this game just because this is what they're going to use this game to kind of kickstart after a loss, kickstart their, their stretch run to the playoffs. Rams and Chiefs, Rams are a mess. I do like the secondary receivers with Cup out, but none of them really stand out. So who do you pick? Well, take your best shot, take a pick. If you need a wide receiver and you think one of those three guys is going to step up, they may get a long touchdown pass like one got last week. It was Atwell. But, you know, it's just a matter of finding which one or maybe the one that has the good day. Uh, Chiefs are all good to go as well. But when you say the Chiefs are all good to go, I think of two Chiefs that are all good to go, and that's Mahomes and Kelsey. Mahomes is somehow getting better, and Kelsey simply cannot be covered. And uh, I don't care who you put on him. And amazing. Uh, right? And and they sort of try to run the ball, uh, but the Chiefs only use the running game now to limit hits on Mahomes in the passing game. And more often than not, when you 
when you look at the end of the box score, the, the stats, it's Mahomes by scrambling that's their, typically their leading uh, rusher. You know, you look at um, the week Kelsey had. He had 10 targets, six catches, uh, over 100 yards, and he had three touchdowns on those six catches. I mean, it's amazing. You know, and to watch him play in that game where he was so fired up, was just, it was kind of fun to watch. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the winning touchdown was against Jalen Ramsey. And so he left him in the dust. And when you've got a guy, a tight end, who, right, McCall Harmon's out, and whoever else was catching passes, out. They got one guy. It was Travis Kelsey. No problem. You know, the interesting thing is, too, you know, Ramsey usually covers a wide receiver, but he had to cover Kelsey because of what you exactly what you just said. Yeah, and, and he's inside the slot, and literally in one outside move, Kelsey was across the field, and there was no more Jalen Ramsey. Unreal. Saints at Niners. Saints, this may be Tyson Hill's week to shine. And uh, I like Andy Dalton here. Uh, Niners, I like Jimmy G here. And I, McCaffrey as well as the receivers. It's just going to be a matter of how much the Niners defense steps up against the Saints, who, who aren't that bad. They're, they they have games where they just kind of are great. And then other games where they're just like really pedestrian. Yeah, I, I, I know your boy Hill does it all. And I, I think you're right. I think he's going to go off in this game. Uh, and you're, and also, I got to eat my words because Dalton was phenomenal, but that was against the Rams, who, as you know, are in a huge slide. Uh, San Francisco's D is a whole different animal, as we just saw last night with the Cardinals ran into. Uh, their defense, their defensive front, the Niners I'm talking about, they're up there with the best of all time. I'm talking the 80s Bears, the 90s Eagles, both coached by Buddy Ryan. Um, that's the 49ers defense that now the, the Saints are going to run into. Uh, I don't see the Saints having the kind of day against the Niners that they did against the Rams. Um, when you flip it around, though, and now you talk about the Niners, they're the team now that's getting everybody back healthy. So now that you've got Chris McCaffrey, Debo Samuel's back, uh, Brian Ayuk's been continuing to have a strong game. Kittle went off last night. And so don't forget about Elijah Mitchell either, the running back. So I think the 49ers have now quietly positioned themselves into being a legit Super Bowl contender. Packers and Eagles. Pack may not be back, and I would sit Aaron Rodgers here, but if you need a wide receiver, I might go with Watson because he's now the go-to guy, but he could also be less, you know, just bust, but, you know, he's worth a flex. Let's put it that way. I would uh, pick him up if you got a chance to. Put him in flex if you need a wide receiver. Philly showing some weaknesses now, but Hertz and Smith, along with Brown and Sanders, are still decent plays against Green Bay. Dobbs, by the way, is out. Well, you mentioned Pack isn't back. Hertz, though, is back in a big way. He not only is a passer, but also he ends up being the leading rusher pretty much every game. And Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, you're right, they give him great weapons on the outside. Brown's great over the middle. And the Packers, however... Uh, as talented as Watson is, this year's Packers, win or lose, they're just, they struggle every single week. And so this game being in Philly, uh, they got back on track last week with a last minute victory against the Colts, uh, also while holding them to only 16 points. And so I now I think this game in particular, the Eagles, as you mentioned, the perception is they're slipping, or maybe they never were that great to begin with. But I think. They're going to prove a lot of people wrong, and this is the game they're going to basically take a historically good Packers team. We know they've slipped this year, but historically good, and 
have also made runs at the end of the season. I think this is the, the statement the Eagles are now at home going to make a statement that this is a game that our season has now legitimately turned around and we are going to take this and go into the playoffs in a strong way. They'll probably win out from here on. Monday night, you got Steelers with Colts. I like Pickens here. Uh, I like Najee uh, Harris, but Warren is out. so And I'm a no-go on Deontay Johnson this week. I do like Fryermuth if he's happy. If Miles Boykin is healthy, I think he's a flex play, and he's readily available on waiver wires pretty much all over the league. I don't think probably 2% of the leagues have him. Somebody's on a roster. I really like Pittman and Pierce here. And if you have to start Taylor, you start Taylor. With that uh, said, Matt Ryan is a good choice, too, because the Steeler defense just has not been that good. T.J. Watt's coming back. Did you see the catch that he made, the interception? Yeah. Uh, where he was falling down that tip that the ball had It's just, you know, I'm I mean, telling it, man. It's just entertaining to watch the guy. But, uh, I, you know, the Steeler defense still, you know, unless there is some pressure and there is more pressure uh, recently with him back, uh, I still think Matt Ryan is a really good choice this week. Well, I will consistently and still defer to you all things Steelers. Um, <laughs> and I agree that since Pickett, is starting to figure things out. Pickens is a good guy to start, and as well as Harris. Now, Fryermuth, I agree with you, is also playing well, always a red zone threat. And in Indy, now that former All-Pro center just Saturday is calling the shots, running the ball with Jonathan Taylor is going to happen every single week. And so I would ride him. He's responded with an exclamation point the last two games, which coincided with the last two games being just Saturday's uh debut as a head coach and so i think Pittman is the other very good weapon there the colts do have all right there you have it another edition of kramer and brill find out more by going to our website kramerandbrill.com or on my bob brill youtube channel my friend and colleague eric kramer i'm bob brill and we'll see you next time